In this episode, I tell you all about, oh my gosh, my worst fears. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano and welcome to Michael Sano as a podcast. Um, I have been away for a little over a month, maybe even two months. I mean, if I looked at my calendar, it's probably about two months. I have a good excuse. Don't worry. Um, I got cataract eye surgery on both eyes. Um, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was totally terrifying. So, um, first off, this episode's brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. Hey, what's up? Um, that's my company. If you want to find out more, go to uh, com. You can find the link right up there. So, um, so this episode's about fear. This episode is about dealing with fear. Um, and in order to explore that, I have to, I have to sort of give you a little bit of personal history with me. So I am, um, and, and I don't want to use the word suffer, but I sort of, I, I have some I hate I hate this. This is not the most fun subject for me. Um I have some mental health issues that are related to my service. I was in the Navy um and I was in the Army. Um and those incidents <clears throat> that occurred in both services actually uh led to uh me being diagnosed. Um, and getting a rating from the Veterans Administration, the VA. Uh, and because of that, I mean, it's both a, a good thing and a bad thing. So on the one hand, I know what the problem is. On the other hand, I freaking know what the problem is. And when it occurs, it's freaking frustrating as shit. So um, I'm going to tell you what those diagnoses are and what I did about it. So, uh, one of them is, uh, agoraphobia. And for those of you who don't know what agoraphobia is, and for those of you who think, you know, what agoraphobia is, um, and this is cool because this falls right into the, uh, sports slash performance psychology, um, space. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Um, so agoraphobia is a fear <laughs> of being afraid. It's such bullshit. Um, in a nutshell, in very layman's terms, that's what it is. So agoraphobia is a fear of having anxiety about something. So, and that's going to become relevant a little later in the story. So I have agoraphobia and what's called generalized anxiety disorder. And I've just gone to the VA because a bunch of things um, have recently occurred um, to try to get my rating adjusted a little bit higher because I think there are th – this, the, uh, this is the curse of too much knowledge. Um, 
the self-diagnostic aspect of it where you you go and you say hey i have this like what do they tell all first year psych students um don't take this information and self-diagnose or diagnose your family so i'm throwing that uh advice right out the window here so um there's a thing called the dsmr it's a diagnostic and statistical manual revised it comes out every couple of years and it's by the apa the american psych association and they uh it's just a laundry list of diagnoses and what it takes uh to to kind of pinpoint what the issue is with a patient so um one of the things that goes along with agoraphobia is what's called panic disorder and it, it seems obvious on its face i was going to say prima facie but on its face it seems obvious because you know you've got this fear of having anxiety having a panic attack and you have this disorder that feeds into it so it's very cyclical um and i'm going to the va right now uh and and trying to figure that out um but now why is all this relevant so i had to have uh, since i was a child i've had cataract i had something i think it's called infantile cataract surgery so if you'll see this you see how that's clear okay right there um that is what it was like to look out of my eyes um that opaque orange filter basically it was like i was wearing orange remember blue blockers it was like i was wearing orange um orange sunglasses all the time and i didn't realize it and uh until they had the surgery and they do the surgery in two stages um they do one eye i had my right eye done and then my left eye done the very next week so so you're awake for this surgery. You're wide awake for this surgery. You're um, anesthetized. I'm going to slaughter this. Anesthetized to some degree. They give you like feel good stuff. So you don't really notice. It's like, oh, you saw my leg off. All right, that's cool. Keep going, bro. Oh, I felt that, but it's okay. Um, that's kind of what it's like going through it. Now, prior to doing it so you go to surgery and i'm terrified i was a hiccup sorry let me have something to drink a mm. little bit of coffee peter madera that's for you so i'm terrified because she's my doctor amazing doctor um pretty much family she's just tremendous um dina weintraub i can't recommend her enough um but i'm terrified because apparently they tell you you're gonna lose this plane of focus so you're either you can either see far or close you can't <clears throat> you can't have it both ways and uh I'm literally, for lack of a better word, scared shitless because I've always been able to see up close. So I'm like, what's this going to be like? Am I going to, am I going to be able to 
what am I going to be able to do? I also, for those of you who don't know, I shoot um, pistols, rifles on range. Um, and that, again, is going to be relevant uh, later. So I need to be able to see out to about here. And if it's a, you know, as fuzzy as my eyesight was, I was thinking the worst. So I'm terrified to get there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're telling, Hey, how's things? Everything's going to be great. And everyone's already told me how life-changing it was. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Um, real fear. And that fear just keeps feeding into itself. Um, so I get in there and the first thing they do is they have to do laser occlusion. I think I got that right. Basically what that is, is they strap your head down. You're not dosed up yet. This is prior to surgery. I'm have my head strapped down. Can't move. Don't move. Don't move. They tell you don't move at all. And what they're going to do is shoot a laser in my eye and break up the cataract, which is uh, hardened proteins inside your lens. Um, and, and I'm claustrophobic. Um, I don't like to be bound. So for all you guys, I'm not into that. Um, but I have to have my head immobilized and I can't move. And then they slide you under the laser. So I feel like I'm in a freaking coffin. And I'm like humming, going mm, like that. And it was freaking terrifying. Then you can't see, and my eyesight's already bad, so now I really can't see. And I go into the room, and they again strap your head down. Um, I have blankets on me it's hot in there i'm like freaking out i'm like dude can i can i and i had to have a mask on so i'm like this is not cool can we take the mask off and ever it's it was so funny because everyone in the surgical suite was like no like almost in unison and then dr weintraub goes yes you can have it off take the mask off him please <laughs> i was like oh thank you god then I started getting claustrophobic because the blanket was coming up on my neck and it wasn't choking me, but it was against my airway. And I'm like, can we take this blanket off? You know, you need it to stay warm. Everyone, please take the blanket off. Doc Weintraub, she is a rock star. So she really hooked me up and got me through it. Then all I could see is red. Because of the light. It's like someone's shining. Because you got to imagine surgical lights. Like I have lights on here in the studio and they're nothing. They're bright, but they're like, think about five times the magnitude of that. So they are really like, boom, right in your eye. But all of a sudden I could see the red drifted away. And next thing you know, I can see. I can freaking see. I'm seeing in a way I've never been able to see before. Wow. 
I'm seeing colors I've never seen before. I bought I bought these things from Camelback, these uh, water bottles. That's what I put my uh, creatine mix in in the morning. I bought an orange one because orange is my favorite color, as you can probably imagine from in here. Um, I've never seen orange like that before. And my wife's bottle that I got her was pink. But I was always like, it's it's so weird. It doesn't really seem pink. It seems orange because of my eyesight. Because I could, I wasn't getting that wavelength. Now I notice that it's totally different, which is ironic because, and I'm going to go out onto a little segue here. In World War II, the, Brit the SAS, the British Special Forces, um, went into the deserts of North Africa. And they painted their Land Rovers pink. Because pink in the desert is almost invisible because it blends right in because of its closeness to orange and brown and being that, that halfway point. Um, but I like, it, it's weird when you know a piece of information and then you really realize it. Um, so... I was overcome with the, basically the ecstasy of being able to see again, that I wasn't worried about the next, um, surgery at all. So I get there and I didn't have these panic attacks. So I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Until, until I got underneath that freaking laser machine. She had to do it twice because I was just like, it, it's almost like my, my, my body said, Hey asshole, remember you're scared of this crap. Um, and I, uh, she strapped me down, uh, strapped my head down and I was, uh, that sounded horrible. Um, she strapped my head down and I was like, Holy no, 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 no. And then I had a different uh, anesthetist and it didn't, I didn't seem as carefree as I did in the first one. And on top of that, apparently I had a larger cataract in my left eye than I did in my right eye. And this is going to sound gross. She really had to just yank it out. Um, and it hurt. And it hurt when they were doing it. And uh, can you tell I'm back there now? <laughs> but I was okay. But I got through it. And I was able to say I got through it. Now getting to that point of being able to do it took a lot of work one of the things that i had to do was uh i had to start facing some of these fears and putting them in my back pocket so that i could gin up the confidence to go and get this surgery which i knew i needed um one of them was i had developed this trip. I think I told you guys about this before, but I, I developed this trip where I was going to go 
get my uh, scuba diving certification. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's a weird claustrophobia about being in the ocean, um, for me at least. It actually occurs sometimes in pools that don't have markings or when they're cloudy, and it's that blue going on forever thing gives me claustrophobia. Uh, so I was a little nervous about doing it. And the first time I had a uh, choking experience with sucking in a lot of water and, and didn't do it and had to go down. Darn, I had to go down to Key West again. But I did. I went down to Key West again and I got certified. So I put that in my pocket. Flying on a plane makes me nervous. Put that in my pocket. Um, driving on the highway makes me nervous. Going over bridges makes me incredibly nervous. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, I didn't really experience this in the military. I'm afraid of heights. Um, found out after I got out, but it doesn't, none of these fears stop me from doing stuff. So the highway thing, I had a wedding to go to with my wife. Um, a member, her, her sister was getting uh, married. So I said, and this was before I had this surgery. So I said, you know what? Screw it. Get in the car. We got a new Jeep. I'm really comfortable about driving in it. So let's go. It was tense, <laughs> but I did it. And I had to drive over, um, what's called the bear mountain bridge. And if you get an opportunity, go online to Google, um, and go to Google images and check it out. But the bear mountain bridge is, goes over this chasm in the Hudson river and it is incredibly high. It's like maybe 500 feet, 600 feet in the air. It's huge. And it's two lanes. Um, that's going to be relevant in a minute. So, you know, I drove back and forth and, and, and I'm feeling good. Let's get this surgery. Let's go. I did it. Um, and sometimes I have trouble with crowds, uh, unless I'm prepared for it. And I, I was fine. We stayed in New York city overnight. We live in the Hudson Valley. Um, and I got the surgery and the surgery was good. So this is where it gets a little funky. So I'm at this point, hold on. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. So I'm at this point. <clears throat> where now I've done it. I did what I thought was the scariest thing. I drove over bridges. I uh, got the surgery. I went underwater and loved it. Did the, the highway driving and was like, you know what? I want to plan a trip down to Gainesville where I drive, um, this eyesight, I'm thinking maybe that's one of the, the roots of a lot of my, uh, my, uh, anxiety. Um, well, it turned out that, <laughs> that that wasn't exactly the case. So I get my surgery. Um, and I'm talking to a friend of mine from the army 
And since I'm a uh, disabled vet- veteran, I get um, some benefits. One of them is access to military bases and the facilities on these bases. And they have, um, at, at West Point, at the USMA Military Academy, they have a marksmanship range called the Tronsru uh, Marksmanship Range. I hope I'm saying that right, West Point. And I'm like, you know what? I love shooting. I don't belong to the to the uh, to the club that I used to belong to anymore. So I'm going to start shooting at West Point. It's going to be awesome. I am excited. I talked to the people there. They're like, yeah, sure, come on over, get your uh, get your firearms registered with the base provost. That's the head of the the MPs and all that, and you'll be able to bring your stuff and come and shoot on the on our range at west point so i'm like awesome this is gonna be cool i finally did it i'm finally better um i started not feeling like a disabled veteran so i drove had my son with me feeling a little nervous getting up to the bridge but we get across the bridge no problem I'm like, okay, all I got to do is drive back. That's not a big deal. I got Bob with me. We're set. So we get done and I say, you know what? I need to go to Walmart. So why don't we take the highway up and we'll just take the bridge in Newburgh. So I turn on this highway called 9W and we keep going up. And up and up. And all of a sudden, we're on the top of Storm King. Storm King is a mountain directly above West Point that has a highway that goes over it that is open to 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 the air, basically. It's on a cliff. And you drive along it going fifty five miles an hour. I was white knuckling it the entire way. And I was like, whoo, holy crap. Can't believe we're here. Can't believe we did this. But I got through it. But I'm a little shaken, okay? But I'm figuring, you know what? I'm not going to do that ever again. Holy crap. That was just tons of expletives later. That was terrifying. But whatever. No big deal. So I got a phone call from the MPs at West Point, and they say, your stuff's going to be ready tomorrow. Your stuff's ready. Can you come and get it? And so I say, you know what? Just to show that 9W and Storm King and driving on that cliff didn't freak me out, I'm going to drive back to West Point. I'm not going over that mountain, but I'm going to drive back over West Point. So I get outside of the house the next day, it was a Friday and it's windy, really windy. And I'm like, Ooh, so I start driving up towards the bridge. I get to the bridge and the wind is so hard that it's like pushing me towards the sides of the bridge. So of course my anxiety is going into freaking overdrive. And I'm like thinking, 
this is going to push me off the bridge. I'm going to plunge hundreds of feet down to the bottom. All ridiculous, mind you. But I'm terrified. I'm having panic attack on top of panic attack on top of panic attack. I'm losing my shit while I'm driving. So I get to the other side. I'm I'm like freaked out. I don't know what to do. I know I got to drive back. I know I can't drive the other way. And I'm like, I, now I got to drive back over. So I finish my business. And I drive back over. And the entire time, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going around the roundabout. And I see it there. And I'm like, son of a gun. There it is. And I get through the little easy pass thing. And I'm holding the steering wheel going, ah, the entire way across. I feel like the biggest punk because I'm not better. Remember I told you I wasn't feeling like a disabled veteran anymore. I was starting to feel normal. Well, I'm not. I know that my fears are unrealistic, but they still come anyways. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to still go over the bridge. I'm still going to go back to West Point and visit and shoot. But it's going to be hard. And the reason I'm telling this story is because I understand. Anyone out there who's listening to this, I understand. I understand how hard it is. I'm sorry. I'm like getting a little freaking misty here. But, you know what? I did it. I got to the other side of the bridge and I got home and it took me like a week to recover from it. And my wife said that I probably didn't recover from the anxiety that I had during the surgery, but I pushed it and it's okay that I pushed it because I know that I'm on the other side of it. All I need to do is develop some psychological skills to manage it. Um, and that's it. That's my story. All right. I don't know how to end this because <laughs> I don't want to end it like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to me. Because I don't want you to feel bad for me at all. Um, I just want you to know that fear is a real, a real thing. And, but it is something that you can overcome. It just takes courage. Um, I don't consider myself brave, but I can pat myself on the back for being brave and doing these things. Um, they may seem ridiculous to you, but they're real things that I experience. And for all of you who also experience these things, I applaud you uh, for getting up every day and dealing with them.
Um, all right, that's it. That's all I got. Um, this podcast was brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. If you want to get any of the gear, um, our hats and all that stuff, uh, we have winter hats. I got to go pick them up. I actually have to pay for them. Um, Rich, don't worry. I'm going to pay you. Uh, and yeah, so there you go. All right. We'll see you soon.